0: on you and me Inspiring conversations Inspiring conversations
1: we
2: have
0: With Team PNG With Team
3: PNG This is
2: all and we're proud to be We're proud to be Papua New Guinea It's full time PNG defeating Samoa 30 points to nil This is all and we're proud to be Two uh, representatives from Papua New Guinea we have one the first set As long as you're doing your best.
3: Our future depends on you and me. Be honest with yourself. Through that, we already have victory. I value on that honesty. This is all and we're
1: proud to be. We're proud to be Papua New Guinea. Inspiring,
3: inspiring conversations, conversations
0: with, with Team PNG. PNG. We're proud
3: to be Papua New Guinea.
0: When Team PNG proudly wears the kumal colours on the world stage, our athletes represent so much more than just the will to win. They represent you. They also stand for the PNG Olympic Committee values of honesty, excellence, respect and openness, as well as the Olympic value of friendship. These values can enrich not only our athletes, but you, me and everyone. So, welcome to Inspiring Conversations with Team PNG. I am Aaron Carney. Today, in the first of a series of conversations brought to you by the Papua New Guinea Olympic Committee as part of the Australian Government Pacific Oz Sports Programme, we have assembled three great contributors to sport in PNG to discuss the Team PNG value of honesty. Ryan Maskelyn is a World Championship swimmer, Pacific Games silver medalist, current PNG national team member, and Tokyo Games aspirant. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you, Aaron. Sean Crowe is the performance coach at Hibiscus Rackley, number 124 on the Australian Swim Coaches Honours List and coach of the current number one and two ranked PNG swimmers. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Aaron. And finally, we are humbled to be joined by Sir John Dewanakura, the President of the Papua New Guinea Olympic Committee, currently serving his third term. Included in a lifetime of outstanding service to sport, honorary life membership of the Commonwealth Games Federation and membership of the CGF Ethics Commission. Welcome and thank you for being here, Sir John. Great pleasure. First of all, I just want to check in on you all. It has been a wild time. We have had the games delayed. It has been extremely challenging to stay focused and stay fit and stay professional and stay on top of the moving feast that has been the last year. Ryan you first of all as an athlete trying to prepare for a Games how are you coping?
3: Yeah it definitely threw some challenges in there with COVID having to be out of the pool for I think 9 or 11 weeks it was definitely tough we just had to change what we were doing and learn from it changing to dry land activities and aiming to get our flexibility better so that when we did get back in the water we could be at our best
0: Sean, never before as a coach for all of the things that you have had to handle over a long and illustrious career, have you had to deal with something like a ban from getting in the water, a ban from going to the pool. So how did you approach it?
1: Yeah, it was very difficult. What we did was we gave them a three week break just to get their head around it and just to relax a little bit. And we did a little bit of training in my backyard pool at home (laughs) twice a week so we could come in groups of two, but it wasn't heated. So by the time we got to June, it was very, very cold. It was down to 21 degrees. And as you know, PNG swimmers don't like cold water. (laughs) So they are extremely dedicated (laughs) to keep pushing through. So I was very impressed with their resilience and dedication. Ryan, what have you
0: learned about yourself through the pandemic challenge?
3: I suppose the main thing is that I really get stir crazy (laughs) when I'm not swimming. I I need physical activity to keep me going because I need to be doing something at all times. And uh, it also really helped me reflect on why I'm swimming and why I put myself through all the training that I do. It, It just, yeah gives me joy
0: that's interesting so you did have that conversation with yourself about how bad do i want this do i want to keep going why am i doing this did you
3: as soon as we found out that the olympics was postponed to a year it 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 threw a huge spanner in the works because i've already put off uni studying for two years because of swimming and being an olympic hopeful and this has you know thrown another year in there and you know it was really tough thinking about what I had to do and whether I really wanted to commit and yeah it was, it was a difficult decision to make but I think it's definitely worth it. Sean how much
0: were you managing body and how much were you managing mind and how did you go about making those decisions? Every time that
1: uh, they came over and we and we did a workout together um, with Ryan, it was twice a week we were just motivational and reiterated our goals and we looked at what we were doing and to change, we changed things. So with Ryan, for example, we changed his breaststroke kick and uh, it was good because we were on tethered swimming. We were attached to the end of the pool because I've only got quite a small pool. They weren't swimming laps. They were tied to a, a bungee cord. Mm. It's really actually made Ryan a lot better swimmer it actually was a benefit to us in the long run, and I think that I was really impressed with Ryan the way he organised a lot of other things himself. So he organised his own gym, and uh, so a lot of the guys took a lot of ownership of their own swimming, uh, which was a really good, uh, really good to see.
0: Sir John, I know you're sitting listening to those stories. That must give you pride and warmth hearing how the team has tackled it.
2: Uh, most definitely. If I uh, apply to uh, weightlifting, of which I am also president, then I look at our situation here with our elite athletes of Dikotoa uh, and uh, Moria Baru, as well as Stephen Curry. And uh, training at home is not the same as training in an uh, institution and all designated high-performance uh, center, uh, simply because there's also traditional obligations there's a lot of uh, interruptions to their program because of uh, family commitments and therefore we through paul koffer and oceania weightlifting federation kept the uh, ball rolling with uh, uh, virtual competitions uh, on a monthly basis up to february so and that started august september and that's uh, kept our guys focused and, um, uh, and ensuring that they do continue to Train under, you under know, tough circumstances.
0: Can you elaborate a little further? What did that look like?
2: Well, if I go back to life without COVID, they would have uh, already been down uh, through Brisbane to uh, either Melbourne and through Paul Coffa. I have a link with uh, AIS so that they train pretty close to where AIS is subject to uh, decisions, the policies, on whether our guys could uh, actually train at the AIS, and they've had stints there over a period of time, uh, especially at the beginning. Uh, so COVID has uh, put a spanner in the works like everybody else, Ryan included. The preference would be to um, have our athletes away from home, and Dika has made a lot of sacrifices, same with Moria, to be away from family, especially uh, to young kids, But Uh, With Paul's blessing, uh, we were able to send their respective spouses to uh, Numia at that time. And uh, if uh, borders clear up, then um, we'll try to go back uh, to uh, having the spouses there, Uh, obviously subject to finance uh, because the spouses have to uh, meet their own costs.
0: Of course. Across all of our aspiring athletes, Are you encouraged by how they've handled things in the last year?
2: Obviously, we'd like our athletes to be at high performance, but as it is, um, they uh, also have to train at home at a designated gym. uh, Through one of our uh, um, our staff members of the Olympic Committee who's uh, opened up his uh, gym for uh, Dick and Moria to keep training uh, on a regular basis and... um, they have to train on a regular basis because uh, they then get involved with the uh, same measure of performance through our uh, virtual competitions.
0: You're listening to Inspiring Conversations with Team PNG. I'm Aaron Carney and our guests are Ryan Maskelin, Sean Crow, and Sir John Dewanakura. And we are discussing in this episode the Olympic and PNG Olympic Committee value of honesty We had to check how everyone was doing in these challenging times, but let's now move to the subject of honesty. So John, when I say honesty, what does that mean to you in sport and in life?
2: Everything goes back to our parents and the way they brought us up. My parents always said respect and loyalty is very, very important, but honesty is right up there so that that then prepares us for life. And uh, what I do tell my grandchildren, some of them are now adults, but the six grandchildren that I still uh, have 15 years and under is uh, number one, never lie. Number two, be honest with what, uh, what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with and be responsible for your actions. Especially the 15 year old, now going on towards the uh, teenage years, we go back to our upbringing and uh, honesty is right up there because if you lie you get into trouble and that's the uh, uh message i give to my uh grandchildren as well as uh, even the adult uh, grandchildren uh, say my my kids also uh the upbringing is right there at the background that keeps us going and we have to just adult uh, them into reality from time to time
0: <laughs> the temptations are many we'll no doubt talk about that before we're done today as well To you, Sean, do you consider values when you're looking at the talent of a swimmer? Being able to have a good stroke and move up and down the pool quickly is not enough for success, is it?
1: Definitely not. When you're in the pool, swimming's a really brutal sport, so you have to put a lot of hours in. So a lot of these guys spend at least 20 hours to 30 hours a week together with their training and dry land and when they arrive before training, preparing for training. So the person you want to come and join your squad needs to have that honesty. We look for honesty. Um, We look for ownership so they own what they do so they're not in the blame game, but they're always taking ownership about what they're doing. But honesty is telling the truth, but also honesty is you're honest with your own efforts so you want to be honest that you're putting in the right effort you're honest about the things that you're doing away from the pool and contributing to your success in the pool we really put a high value on that honesty and especially when you've got to work together as a team and as a group being honest being respectful and taking that ownership
0: is very important Ryan, would you agree that being honest with yourself is one of the hardest versions of honesty because it's one thing not to steal somebody else's towel, and that's often what people think of when they think of honesty, but the honesty to say, I didn't put in my best effort today or I didn't eat right in the last week or whatever the other self-assessment
3: that is challenging, that's one of the hardest versions of honesty, right? If you're not honest with yourself, why are you even there in the first place? If you're rocking up to training and not giving it 100% effort and you know you're not, then what, what's the point? And so in that regard, you have to be honest with yourself and keep yourself and hold yourself to the utmost level at all times.
0: So, John, there would be people listening to this who would say, I see dishonesty all the time in my village, in sport, in my workplace, and the people who are dishonest seem to get along all right in life. Sometimes they do better than the honest people. So why is honesty something that we should aspire to and want?
2: Well, it's not a matter of just aspiring to. I go back to our upbringing where our parents have taught us the, the rights and wrongs of what we need to do. And we carry that forward uh, in life. And uh, Ryan is correct. At the end of the day, you have to be honest with yourself and take responsibility for your actions. So if you have a tendency to be nudged towards the negative, you have to take stock and uh, be honest with yourself to say, well, I've got to get back on track. For myself, I have to be honest with myself in that uh, I haven't been going to the gym or swimming for the last 12 months. So after we went for, um, my wife and I went for our medicals, uh, one of the advice was uh, you need to get back into some, form of uh, activity whether it's walking which we've started doing and for myself for the first time in 12 months I've gone back to the pool uh, yesterday Uh, I suppose by the uh, end of the afternoon I'll I'll start feeling some of the muscles I haven't used for a while
0: The important question is, was the water warm or cold?
2: (laughs) It's cold outside. The water was good.
0: Uh, Good, good, good. I want to ask you, Sir John, about your previous role on the Commonwealth Games Ethics Commission and what the approach to honesty was in that regard. Ethics, values and specifically honesty are highly cherished in the elite sport movement, aren't they?
2: They, they are, and uh, I've, I've got a manual on, uh, from the IOC with relation to ethics, uh, which I glance through from time to time. And at the end of the day, if you don't practice those values, you'll find yourself into trouble, one way or the other. Whether it's minor or whether it's major, it'll catch up with you, and you'll be sorry for not doing the right thing.
0: Sean, can you think of an example in your life when your honesty has been tested? Uh, yeah, there's a few examples, but probably
1: the one that really comes to mind is that I uh, I've been running swim camps for a very long time. There was a point where at a swim camp and we had a kid who wasn't living in at the camp, and her house was up the road, and we let her go home. We should have kept her at the camp, and when the father came down and questioned that, I could have really said that the girl misinterpreted what we said. But at the time, I took ownership of it and said it was our fault, we told her the wrong thing, we should have kept her at the camp and took total responsibility. He pulled the kid out of the camp and it cost me because of that. But I think I'm happy with what I did because I knew I'd done the right thing. And many times when you're having conversations with, with athletes or with parents of swimmers, and if they've had a poor performance and I think that I had uh, prescribed the wrong type of training, I've always tried to be honest and say, listen, I should have done these type of training sets or this type of training sets or changed this technique to get the best result. And I find when I do that, parents really appreciate that a lot more and the athletes appreciate it a lot more than if I totally blame them for the, the, their results. So utopia for me is if I'm honest with myself and say I could have done this better and the athlete is honest with themselves and say I could have done this better, then you're both gonna hit at the right point to get the best result out of your, your, your performance.
0: It's a test of your credibility in some ways. You are practising what you're preaching. You're not standing up in front of swimmers in your team and saying one thing and doing another.
1: That's what I try to do. And I try to look at everything as in it's a two-way partnership and I want to look at what I can do better, be honest with myself, and then I ask the athletes to be honest with themselves, yes.
0: If you are an aspiring athlete then there are many many temptations so I imagine Ryan your honesty can be tested dozens of times a week but can you think of an example where you really had a stark choice between perhaps the dishonest easy option and the honest hard option?
3: Absolutely back in 2018 I didn't hold a Papua New Guinea passport for quite a few months due to the dual citizenship ruling and the process was taking a very long time. And during that time, I'd just finished school. So I I was staying at college at uni and at college, every night's a party. And once I had lost my PNG passport and told that I couldn't swim in the Commonwealth Games, I kind of went off the track a bit and started going to parties and not doing the right thing by myself or by swimming or by my coach. And a few months into it, I really, really felt it. I, I was the unhappiest I'd ever been. And at that moment, I decided that I needed to look back on myself and see what I wanted to do and be honest. And that's when I turned back to swimming. Even though I still didn't have my passport, I needed to make myself happy again. I appreciate the honesty in that answer.
0: What about for you, Sir John? You have held many high positions of considerable influence. The temptations would have been many over the years for you as well. Can you give an example of where your honesty was tested?
2: If I go back to my current situation in PNG and uh, uh, Olympians uh, training at uh, at the Village Gym, I have to be honest with myself and I've had to take stock of that in recent uh, weeks that I haven't been there to see them train. Uh, so uh, that's something that uh, uh, has to be uh, corrected uh, starting uh, today uh, to make uh, uh, find out exactly what time their training schedule is and be physically there to see them train it's important for the athletes to be supported, not only financially, which uh, the PNGOC is doing through the Australian uh, uh, Enhancement Programs, but also for myself as president of the uh, Weightlifting Federation, I uh, should be physically at their training uh, schedule. Just physically being present does make a difference to uh, athletes, and I'm sure that uh, Uh, Sean will uh, agree with that. Uh, So my honesty is uh, tested and I point at myself and especially with the ones that we love the most. And I'm sure that if you apply it to yourselves, then uh, you'll see where I'm coming from in that I've had to teach myself to be kind to everybody, especially the ones that I love the most, which is immediate family and extended family. And so it goes. And I haven't succeeded in that. And I have to be honest with that and try a lot harder to be kind to everybody, regardless of who it is. That's taking stock of, as Ryan said, self-analysis. Look at the realities, look at yourself and be honest with yourself as to where your successes and achievements are and where your failures are.
0: I deeply respect the response from all three of you there. I think when we first think about honesty, we think of the idea of what if there was a bag of money on the table, would we steal it? Or what if there was a towel there that nobody seemed to own, would we take it? That's what people think honesty is. But all of your examples have in fact been a test of a moment of weakness in you or a shortcoming in you and whether or not you can be honest enough to take that on board and make reparations either with yourself or with the situation and sometimes that means going backwards before you go forward sean do you have a thought about that yeah
1: i agree and and i know that times in the past when i've had to be honest with myself whether i was too tired to prepare properly or too lazy one or the other that i had to be honest with myself and make sure that Next time I didn't make those mistakes, I was prepared to lose swimmers by telling them that it was my fault. And that has happened in the past, so it has cost me by being honest, but I know that things that have happened to me in the past, I would prefer people to be honest, okay? Even if the result's not what you want to happen, but I prefer you to be honest and then uh, at least you can look at yourself in the mirror at nighttime and be proud of what you've done.
0: Ryan and Sir John, you are coming from completely different aspects in life. Ryan, for you, dishonesty now could be a shadow that casts over you for the rest of your life, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, if you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest to anyone around you because you're not being who you are. So if I'm not being honest with myself right now or in four, five, ten years' time, I'm not doing the right thing by me and therefore I'm not doing the right thing by anyone around me and it, that, that's, that's not the way to live.
0: Sir so John, you have lived a life of honour where you have earned a reputation over a long time but dishonesty now could take that all away, right?
2: Most definitely, and I I do agree with uh, Ryan, being honest is admitting that you have made a mistake. And if you don't, then that's that, in my thinking, is being dishonest with yourself. You have to admit your mistakes and try to do something positive to turn it around. Uh, So uh, at the end of the day, we have to be true to ourselves in the first instance and, and true with uh, everyone that we deal with on a daily basis, regardless of uh, whether it's family or work-wise, uh, as far as the Olympic Committee or waitlisting goes. I think uh, being dishonest will eventually come back and bite you in the bum.
0: I'm imagining a young woman in the Highlands or a young man in one of the far-flung provinces of Papua New Guinea thinking about their sporting heroes and wanting to be like them when it comes to honesty please each give some advice to somebody listening about how that value can enhance their life and how they can be better because of honesty sean i'll go to you first i really believe in what uh, sir john just
1: said i think if you're not honest with yourself or with the people around you In Sir John's words, it'll come back and bite you on the bum. It is so important that that honesty is carried through your life because the times that you do take shortcuts or take the easy road of being dishonest, I really believe that in the long run you'll be found out. So it's really important to be honest with yourself yourself the people around you and and like Sir John said be kind to people.
0: Ryan if a young Papua New Guinean is lucky enough to see you swim at the Olympics looks to you as a hero what do you want to say to that person?
3: I'd probably begin with saying you know don't give up and if you're on the right track then keep at it it's going to happen eventually it does take time and all the hours add up and, And that's where you've got to be honest with yourself as well. If you're missing sessions and if you're not making it, then do you truly love the sport? Do you truly want the honour of representing your country? So at the end of the day, you've got to be honest with yourself and work your hardest do your best to be in the position that I'm lucky enough to be in.
0: Great words. And a final word from you, Sir John. What would you like the people of Papua New Guinea to understand about Team PNG's value of honesty?
2: Not only looking at the value of honesty, but advising everyone that uh, you come in contact with that it's not worth being dishonest. To keep you on the straight and narrow, you have to maintain uh, your integrity, not only with yourself, but with everyone that you deal with, because uh, a failure to do so, will not stand you in good stead. You may find that the support that you may have received from any stakeholder, and including parents, will not be forthcoming because uh, they will not trust you again. Or if they give you a first, second chance, there may not be a third chance to redeem yourself.
0: Wise words. That's where we have to leave our discussion of honesty and this edition of Inspiring Conversations with Team PNG. Thank you and good luck to PNG swimmer Ryan Masculin. We're very proud of you.
3: Thank you very much, Aaron. It's great to be on today.
0: Thank you, Coach Sean Crowe, and thank you for your passion for Team PNG. Thank you. I appreciate it. And Sir John Dawanikura, the President of the Papua New Guinea Olympic Committee, thank you for your leadership and guidance and for being here today.
2: Sir, so, uh, thank you very much. I have a lot to thank all of my mentors in the past that have uh, guided me since uh, 1983 when I took on the uh, role of uh, Secretary General and I was Secretary General for 26 years.
0: Thank you, true, sir. And thank you to the Papua New Guinea Olympic Committee and the PNG Australia Partnership for making this series possible. If you're hearing this through your radio, This series is also available as a podcast and we encourage you to share and perhaps have your own inspiring conversation about the value of honesty in your life. I'm Aaron Carney. This has been Inspiring Conversations with Team PNG. We look forward to having you on our team again soon.